0: Hello and welcome to the internal BuildWit podcast. This is episode two after the amazing reviews from last episode, which was released maybe 30 minutes ago. And, you know, three of you responded, which has been very, very kind of you all. I am going to make another podcast. I would mentioned in the first episode that I was going to talk about some notable failures. I make the mistake all the time of thinking that everyone has been there the entire time. And a lot of you have not even been here a week yet. So I thought we would take a trip back in time. We'd jump into our time machine here and look at some of our most notable failures that have really shaped where we are today, and uh, there's I, I, I took some notes prior to this. There's there's three large failures, and and you know maybe I'll I'll talk more about how we really first started and how we got started and how we first started working with the the, the companies that we did. But this was most of these were probably after about a year of of working with uh with build with full time. So. We'd gotten some, and I'm looking at a presentation right now, and I'm I'm still just nervous that I'm not muted, but uh, I think I'm muted. So uh, we we'd got some momentum by this point. It was it was past the period of me trying to break through and trying to reach out to companies and establish myself. And I I don't want to say we were all that far along, but we were we were we were on our way. So there were three companies that I'm going to talk about. The first one is Wheeler Caterpillar, Wheeler Machinery in Utah. I, I don't know how I got in touch with them. Honestly, I'm, 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 I'm really not sure. I, I either reached out to them or, um, they, they found, I don't, I need to look into how, but anyway, I got in touch with them and I think I might've just reached out to them and say, Hey, can I come, come to your shop and, 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 photograph your shop. I think, I think that's how it was. So I knew a guy there. He was a mechanic, a technician called, uh, Keldon Stapley, really nice guy, former, um, Navy, uh, Navy veteran. And, and now he's a, a mechanic there. Really, really damn smart, really dedicated to his craft. And I wanted to meet him and he works for Wheeler machinery and I wanted to photograph their shop. I had, I hadn't been to, many Caterpillar dealer shops at that point in time. And maybe not even, maybe I I don't even know if I had been to one. So I'd reached out to Wheeler and Hey, Kelden, who do I need to talk to? Okay. You need to talk to this one woman. Oh man. What's her name? I'm, I don't even want to bring up her name. Um, So this, this, you need to talk to the marketing manager. Okay, great. I'll talk to the marketing manager. I talked to the marketing manager. She said, that's great. Yeah. Come on by. And I was in Montana before that, so I am ecstatic because, holy smokes, I get to go tour Wheeler Machinery. Okay, no, 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 it's coming back to me, excuse me. So on my way up to Montana, I stopped by Wheeler Machinery. I take some photographs of their their people, of their technicians working, of their shop. I meet Keldon. I have a great time. This was really special. It was an amazing dealer. Wheeler's one of the biggest, most dominant dealerships in the United States. I was feeling great. Uh, So I go up to Montana for my vacation. I was going to take a week off there. I edit the photos. I send them to the marketing manager. And the marketing manager comes back to me and says, "Um, you know, could we potentially work together? We're interested in more of this work and we'd, we'd love to talk to you about working together. I nearly messed my pants. I have now one of the biggest, most powerful Caterpillar dealerships in the United States asking me to work with them after maybe only, I don't know, six months into business. It was so early on. I'm just this kid and they want me to work with them. This is so cool. So I jet down to Salt Lake City from Montana on my way back home and I meet with them and I talk with them for an hour or two and we work out an agreement. I'm going to start doing their social media and I'm going to start taking photos of their of their customers and of their technicians and their facilities. And this is just going to be a match made in heaven. The only caveat was that they had another marketing agency working for them. And they still wanted the agency to do their social media, even though they wanted me to do their social media. So they didn't want to get rid of their current agency. And I don't mean to talk poorly about people, but this isn't, this is mostly just factual. They were terrible. They were absolutely horrendous. Their content meant nothing. Their photos were horrible their reports monthly about social data, I didn't even know what the hell they were talking about. It was 15 pages of nonsensical graphs and data that didn't mean a single thing. And I wasn't insisting and insinuating that I knew what I was doing but I at that point had a decent grasp on social media. I, I kind of was starting to figure it out, so I was bringing my knowledge to the table. Yet they wanted to trust this agency that worked with all the cat dealers, and, and cat dealers are you know lemming mentality. If one does it, all the rest follow. Um, so I wasn't getting this agency out of the way anytime soon, even though my product was by far superior. So I'll speed up the the story here, but that's how it all began. Uh, but I was so I was so excited about working with Wheeler Machinery. I ignored all the red flags, everything. I just wanted to work with Wheeler Machinery, and I just wanted to put Wheeler's machine Wheeler Machinery's logo on my website, on my marketing information. I wanted to walk into meetings and say, "Yes, I am working with Wheeler Machinery. I'm working with a cat dealer. This is just amazing." Okay, so I go visit their operations. I go visit you know Geneva Rock up and up in you know uh, the, their big mine in, 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 in um, uh, where man Lehigh right by Chell's House. I go to WW Clyde, you know one of the biggest companies out. I, I visit all their customers. I take these beautiful photos. I, I visit their shop facilities. I give them a beautiful body of work. I, a body of work that I was extraordinarily proud of. And it was probably my most dynamic body of work to date. I start making social posts. We're breaking record numbers with them. We're increasing their followers by just, they've never seen the results before. We double their engagement overnight because now we're posting real stuff. Now we're engaging their customers. Everything's going remarkably well. And this went on for a few months. Everything was fantastic. The only problem was when we initially entered into our agreement, the marketing manager said, Well, you know, Caterpillar, we we want you to do Caterpillar, but we also have some of these subsidiaries, some of these side businesses that we've recently purchased, and we want you to feature them as well. And I said, I can I can do that. That's fine. And and one of them's Monson Engineering, and okay, yeah, great. I will I'll I can work a little bit in Monson. You know, I, I just want to be clear, I'm 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 a cat guy, so yellow stuff is really where I'm at, but I'll I'll help you guys out. So on on my second trip with them, okay, yes, I go visit cat and do that, but no, we really want you on this trip to focus on Monson Engineering. And I said, okay, that's great. Take me to Monson. I go down to Monson's office. And it's me photographing large format printing and me photographing people working under fluorescent lighting, putting together survey equipment. And I had no interest in any of that. I said, you know, I'm happy to help you out, but this isn't, this isn't what I do. This isn't what I enjoy. I, I, you can find someone else for this. This isn't, this isn't what I want to do. I don't just want to take pictures of stuff to just for the sake of it just to make money. I, I, if I don't underst- if I don't, in- if I'm not interested in what I'm pointing the camera on, I don't want to be doing it. So I was a little bummed out after that day. I, I was so excited about Wheeler and yet they had stuck me in this Monson engineering pigeonhole of taking pictures. I shit you not of printing of printing. Okay. So I leave, I get them the pictures I did a damn good job. I said, you know what? I'm, I'm not excited about this, but I'm going to give them a damn good product. I gave them a damn good product. I gave them some fantastic images. They'd probably still stand up to this day. And they were a few years, there's a few years old now. I give them the photos and and I go to the marketing manager and I say, listen, I know we had briefly discussed this before we signed our agreement, but this 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 isn't what i do i I do heavy equipment, this is my audience, this is my love, this is my passion, this is what I'm good at. this is what I want to go want to do for my business this is it it does both of us a disservice for me to be spending my time and your money on shooting printing. You can get someone else for that, and I thought I was doing the right thing by being honest, but what followed me saying that was probably still to this day, one of the maybe three worst conversations I've ever had at Buildwood. She ripped my ass. She said how I was taking advantage of them. She said how I was using them to get to their customers, to grow my brand, to selfishly serve myself, to take their money and and steal from them. And I had, I had asked for a Trimble Dimension um, Trimble Dimension admission, you know, for them because I was working with them and I was going to feature some of their Trimble work, and they said I I stole the admission from them and I was just I I was so unprofessional and and the most unprofessional person she's ever met and it was so personal she just ripped me apart I I went to her thinking I was doing the right thing just being honest and saying this isn't what I do this isn't what we agreed upon and yet she tore me apart. It was so personal. And I just sat there and I listened and I agreed with her. And I said, okay, if you don't, if, if you don't think this is right, you keep your damn money. You take your admission. I don't want any of this. This is not why I'm doing this. You're, 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 you're so, you're just twisting this into something that serves you and justifies your bad, just Business. It, it was so upsetting to me, but I tried to handle it the best I could. I tried to be an honorable man. I tried to be not emotional about it. And I just said, if you if you want to go in this route, that's fine. I'll step away. I won't ever touch my Wheeler photographs again. I'll give you your money back, and I'll be on my way. and And that still wasn't good enough. She still ripped me apart. It was horrible. I still have. I was still to this day I haven't touched my Wheeler photos. Great. If you sit there and you're so self-absorbed that you think I'm using you to further my brand, using you to go get a fucking photograph of a D11 dozer, I can go anywhere and go get a photograph of a D11 dozer. Is it cool? Yeah, but I don't need you to do, do that for me. You think you're God's gift to earth for me? Fine. Fuck you. I don't need anything I did for you. And I never touched it again. Never. I want to give them absolutely no credit. Done. The lesson was, I formed the wrong partnership from the beginning. I was so excited to do work with Wheeler Machinery, a Caterpillar dealer, that I lost sight of what I believed in, of the principles I wanted to run the business by. I of of what drove me to start the business in the first place, of what I was good at, of what I could bring to the table. I didn't set the expectations. I didn't ensure that they were the right partners from the beginning. I didn't have executive buy-in. I was working with the marketing manager. I wasn't working with the dealer principal. No one believed me. Everyone internally, the VPs and, and this and that, they just criticized me and they ripped me apart while I was there. It was just a bad time. And it was a bad relationship from the very beginning but it was entirely my fault. I didn't do the due diligence I should have up front. I, did, I, I got too excited. I got too emotional. I didn't make sure it was the right fit for me, uh, the right fit for with. It was 100% on me. There was no one else involved in that deal. So it taught me to really spend time making sure that the partners I'm getting in bed with, that the, you know, the, the people I'm walking down the aisle with are right for me. They fit with me. They believe in me. They want to be there with me. And in turn, I'll serve the hell out of them. I'll give them everything I have. So that was the lesson there. Unfortunately, she was uh, also the president of the Cat Marketing Association, the Cat Dealer Marketing Association. So she was the, the big cheese with all the marketing managers of every cat dealer in the United States. And from them on, I was there was no hope for me getting any more work with cat dealers. We do have work with Carter Machinery, but that is very much an outlier. Okay. That's Wheeler machinery. And we've also had some notable failures with other CAT dealers. Um, Quinn CAT was, was another notable failure. There's now that I'm thinking about failure, we've had a lot of, a lot of failures, national demolition. We've had Thompson um, pipe group. We've had LB three. We've had Turner mining group. um, And that, that's gonna be my second topic here, and we're gonna we're gonna run a little later than we did before. So, Turner Mining Group, I first saw Keaton Turner on social media on Instagram when I was in the gym at ASU my senior year. It was my first semester of senior year in the fall, and I saw this guy. Sharing these badass photos in this extraordinary mine in California, talking about their operations and talking about estimating and just being so damn open about their operations. It was, it was something I'd never seen before. It was someone actually sharing about mining and earth moving and giving the inside scoop. It was, it was amazing. And I saw this guy and I could not stop following his stuff. It was remarkable. He falls off the map after a few months of doing this, and I sit there like, "Where the hell did this guy go?" It turns out he had left his family company, Turner Contracting Inc., to start Turner Mining Group. It took him a few months to get started. Great. I start buildwood in that time. He, among a few other things, put the seed in my mouth uh, seed in my mouth. I'm not no, I don't eat seeds. Put the seed in my head that there's a hunger and desire for insider knowledge about this industry. And I have a lot of that too. I'm young and I don't know very much, but I've seen a lot of things. I've learned a lot of things and I have much to share. I start build with it. It starts to take off after graduation, especially. And and when I go into Texas, Turner mining group pops out of the woodwork when I'm in Texas, they have a job in Texas, in San Antonio. And then another one in Mary Neal, which is just South of Sweetwater, Texas, which is just West of Abilene, Texas, which is just west of Dallas Fort Worth. Okay, finally after four four cities, we have someone. We have one that people have heard of. It's way out there. It is in the middle of nowhere. I was living in Houston at the time. I was working for HCSS with Dan. I to, to, to Keaton Turner. I reach out to him. Keaton, I want to meet you. I have dinner with him in New Braunfels. I drive out to New Braunfels. It was a two hour drive to have dinner with this guy. And then I drive two hours back the same night so I can be back for work the next day. We have a great dinner. Yep. This guy gets it. Yep. This is amazing. I want to work with him. He tries to court me and and hire me on to his company and and says, you know, we can really make something work here. I say, "Ah, you know, that sounds great. I got excited about it for a moment, but, you know, I, I really want to do my thing. And this was right before I did my thing. So I quit abruptly at HSS. I go off on my own. I move back to Arizona. I call Keaton. I say, Keaton, I want to work for you, but as a contractor, I want to come, let me help you with your marketing. Let me come visit your job sites. And, and, and before I actually had quit, I'd visited their job sites, maybe two, three times. I would drive, it was five hours away from my home. So I'd wake up at two, I'd get in my car, I'd drive all the way five hours out into the middle of nowhere, Texas. I'd photograph the operation until 12 or one. And then I'd drive home 10 hours of driving for two hours, you know, I don't know, maybe four hours of looking at a small excavator in a quarry, but it was my first exposure to that. I, I was doing what I wanted to do and I had to do. And I even spent one night sleeping in my Toyota Camry in the wind farm next door. So I could be there at sunrise and froze my ass off. It was like 20 degrees. It was horrible. I woke up with ice on the windows from the, from the perspiration from my, uh, um, um, from the water content of my breathing all night. It was, it was, it was bad. So we strike up this relationship. My very first trip uh, as a build wit, you know, full time, uh, you know, full time build wit is to Turner Mining Group. I take pictures of the operations. We're posting on Instagram. I have control of all their marketing. I was doing all their marketing. Keaton was sharing his stuff, but they were all my photos. I'd visit their all their early sites. I'd visited their sites in Arizona. I'd visited their sites in California. I'd visited their sites in Virginia. I'd visited their sites in Michigan. Every time they got a new project, I was there. I was with their people. I, I hung out with their people. I was friends with their people. I knew everyone within that organization. I lived and breathed Turner Mining Group. I believed in what they were doing. They were doing things right. We got them their first Hundreds of people. There's still people to this day that are getting hired on there because of what we did with them. I'm not saying, I'm not taking any credit for it. I don't, they they did, Keaton, he's brilliant. He's done all of that himself. But what I'm saying is there's a good chance they wouldn't be where they are today without us and what we were able to do for them. So. Our first conversation about money, I said, Keaton, I need this money. He said, I'll give you that money in a few months. I'm starting a new business. Things are really damn tight right now. I can't spend money on this. I said, okay. I go to them a few months. We raise it a little bit, not to the agreed amount, but but he starts paying a little bit more. We get it up to a decent amount of money. Uh, it's a few thousand a month to do all their social, to go visit their sites all over the damn place. But how much time and energy I poured into this damn company in the first year of my business was insane. I gave them everything. And we were so entrenched in Turner Mining Group. Every damn sales meeting, every conversation was, it became about Turner Mining Group, what you're doing for Turner Mining Group. We want that too. We want to get all those people. We, what we were doing with Turner was working. It was working well. And everyone wanted that. Everyone noticed that. So we got a lot of work because of the work we did for Turner Mining Group. We got a lot of notoriety because of the success Turner Mining Group had. It was great. And I had no problem investing in them because I knew we were going to work with them for a very, very, very long time. And that's what I thought. So after a year of working with them, I was with Dan and and actually, you know, what, what, what spurred this on was I needed... I needed more money from them. I, my business was growing. Dan was, was taking more hours. Uh, we, we were hiring more people to increase our capabilities. I needed more money. The business was just hungrier. I, I, I couldn't spend as much time on Turner Mining Group anymore if I wasn't getting paid. And I invested so much in them. It was time to, to take some of that money and, and say, hey, guys, like, I've given you so much value. So much value. I need a little bit more money. I go to Keaton. We're we're meeting at Ag One in Indianapolis. It was a great time. And he looks at me. He says, what we're doing is working. I don't just want to double down. I want to triple down. I want to triple down on what we're doing. And I said, okay, Keaton, we can do that. So I went back to Dan. I said, Dan, Keaton gave me the orders. He wants to triple down. What does tripling down look like? So Dan and I spent a lot of time figuring out what tripling down looks like. And we were basically going to become, amazingly enough, what we do today, their internal marketing agency. It was a lot of money. It was a shitload of money. It was miraculously three times what we had talked about before. So if they wanted three times the value, it was going to cost three times as much. I thought that was very logical. It was a number that scared the shit out of me. It was the most money we'd ever talked about ever, but it was reasonable for how much value we were giving them. Yeah, we wanted triple the money, but we were giving them six times the value. We weren't just multiplying. We weren't just multiplying it by three. We were multiplying the damn value by six. Dan was willing to come out and, you know, fly out there every few weeks and become a fractional CMO for them. And we we were coming into this saying, you know, you guys can go try this yourself or you can hire us for, Oh, it was maybe 200, $250,000. And, and you can hire us for a hell of a lot less and get a hell of a lot more. So we present this to Thomas Hahn, their chief operating officer. And Thomas has a few tweaks, but says, you guys are on the right track. This is what we're looking for. And I say, Holy shit! I think this is actually going to work. This is, this is amazing. I I cannot wait to be working more with Turner Mining Group. This is so damn exciting. I've been waiting for this for, for a year and a half now. And we schedule a meeting with Keaton. So it's me, Dan, Keaton, and Thomas. I'm I'm sitting in my rental car in Virginia, and I think I'm I'm actually going to visit. Turner Mining Group later that day in Virginia. And the call goes sideways from the very beginning. Absolutely sideways. Keaton said he had just looked at the proposal five minutes before the call. So he hadn't given he hadn't given all of our weeks and weeks and weeks of time and energy into this thing, any thought whatsoever. He just looks at the number. At the end, and he just says this is this is insane. I can't spend this. There's no way in hell you can justify me spending this amount of money with you. The value is not there. He makes it personal. He says, "I just can't justify spending this on you. You're just not giving me the value and I don't even remember most of the call because I've you know gone to lengths to just block it out, but i i, I it lasts for maybe ten fifteen minutes." It goes, I remember it going deeply personal though, him basically saying that you're just not good enough. You're, and, and, and I really, really took it hard. And again, I'm not saying this to talk any kind of shit whatsoever. I actually just texted him yesterday. I, I respect the hell out of the guy and I've gotten past all this. I'm just trying to speak very openly and this is an internal podcast that's confidential with the internal people that build it. I'm just trying to speak openly at what's happened in the past and why, we're, why, we are, why we are where we are today. So the call goes sideways. I remember just sitting in my rental car by myself, looking into the fucking windshield, wondering what the fuck just happened. What just happened? I, it was going to... Everything we were doing is working for them. We're giving them crazy amounts of value, Everything. He told me to triple down. I tripled down. I multiplied it by six, and he told me to fuck myself. I called Dan. What the hell was that? I don't know. I don't know what the hell that was. Okay. Hang up the phone. I go photograph their operation. I give them the photos like I was doing before. About four months before this, We had done a video project for them. Keaton, while I was driving in California, he calls me and says, we need a video talking about our company. Can you do it? I said, Keaton, I can do that for you. Absolutely. I'd never done a video in my life. I call up a friend of mine who I'd gotten to know on Instagram who was doing uh, some amazing photo and video work for a company in Texas. And I said, Zach, I need... You to help me with a video. Can you take two days off your day job? I need you to come out here and help me shoot this video. I don't know what I'm doing. I need your help. How much is it going to cost me? And he said, "Oh, it'll cost you this amount of money." I said, "Great. Let's plan on it." So Zach and I go out to California. We deliver this video. Turner Mining Group uses the footage in the video to this day. It's probably been their single best sales tool. It's, it's you know of all time and has won them tens and tens and tens of millions of dollars in work. We paid, we, we, we charged him 10 grand, which I thought at the time was a ridiculous amount of money. It was a lot of money. I was very nervous about it. I'd never done a video project before. It turned out fantastic. It surpassed their expectations. They showed it off everywhere. It's what Keaton still uh, opens his fucking speeches to this day with. It still stands to this day, which is crazy. So, the call goes south. We we put Turner Mining Group on the back burner. I go to Chicago, and this is you know, this is my my girlfriend at the time had broken up with me uh, maybe two three months prior. I was going through a very odd time mentally speaking. Um, my mind was not not in a good place. I was doing a lot of drinking and partying and fucking off, and I was in Chicago to do just that. I was there to do St. Patty's day. Um, it was fun, but I'd never do it again. Um, I was just, I was living this unsustainable life. I was, I was really in a a bad place mentally. I get a text message. I think it's on a Friday just before St. Patty's day in Chicago. I'm, I'm working. It's from Zach. And he says, and, and Zach and I had worked on multiple projects after Turner mining group. And, the goal was for me to eventually hire Zach and he was a contractor, but I, I didn't have anybody full time at this point. I, he was one of the biggest team members we had at this point. He was, he was everything. He was my video department. He was the future of video for BuildWit. I was counting down the days and we had talked about him coming on board and this and that. I get a text from him saying, I hope you're not angry with me, but I just accepted a job with Turner mining group. I'm gonna start doing all their photo and video, social media. And my stomach just dropped. It was, I, know, I had I'd put so much time and energy into this business. I'd been there with them. I'd been in the fucking trench with them since day one, right alongside Keaton, fighting to make the business a reality without asking for much in return because I knew it was going to come back at some point. He gave me the, and in fairness, he gave me the very first shot he gave me money to do what I was love. I'd love to do. So without him, I don't know if there would be a build with, frankly. And there were a few others that gave me an early, early shot too. So he wasn't the only one. So would there be a build with? I, I think so. I, I'm, I don't attribute my success to any one person, but myself. And, and I've had a lot of help along the way, but he was a big part of that. And, um, yeah, I just felt like, um, just, just stabbed right in the back. It was, Super personal, super emotional. And I text Keaton. I say, Keaton, we need to talk, man. I get Keaton on the phone and he just says, I know you're angry with me. I I I get it. I get it, man. But it's a business decision. It's not personal. There's no emotion here. It's a business decision. It's just business. Says it over and over and over again. It's just business. And I said, Keaton, it's not just business. We've, you know, we had something going here. This is, this is more than just business. He said, no, it's not just business. It's just business. And I said, okay, if that's how you want to do it. That's how we'll do it. So I, um, it was, it was a funny cause that weekend I was supposed to do St. Patty's day. And then Monday, Tuesday, I was supposed to shoot for Turner mining group in Michigan. And I said, okay, Keaton, I'm going to still shoot for you in in Michigan. I'm going to still do my job. I can still keep my promise. But after that, we're, you know, we're done. We're going to wind down and I don't want to work with you guys anymore. We're, we're out, man. And we'd done their website. We we were doing everything for them. And we, we tried to convince them, Hey, this is, this is stupid. This isn't going to work for you guys. Nope. They wanted to do it themselves. So I go to Michigan and I go there on a fucking mission and I tell myself I'm going to give them the best damn body of work I've ever given for them I've ever done for them I'm going to give them the best damn work I've ever done for them, and I'd say it's the best work I've ever done for them. It's still fantastic. I turn it over to them, say, "Great working with you guys. We don't work or turn my group anymore. The lesson. that I gleaned from this. It was one of my most important lessons to date. I've talked very openly about this in the past, so there's nothing new here, but I want to cover this in detail. It created the business model that we have today. I sat down and looked at it, looked at, you know, myself in the mirror and I just said, you know, if our best client, our best partner just fired us without thinking, when it was working that well for them, we could be fired anywhere at any time for anything. So I want to become irreplaceable. I want to become unfireable. I want to become so fucking valuable to their organizations going forward that they can't just cut us. If they cut us, they're cutting an enormous part of their business. It's too too expensive for them. It's too valuable for them. It's too important. They can't cut it. So that's where we created our new model, which to this day has been working well for us. The lesson though, more importantly, is that you have to do business with people that share your same values. Keaton, he believes in the role with fear mentality. He believes in the just, it's just business mentality. It's ruthless. It's just business. Damn it. It's money. It's capitalism. I don't believe in any of that. I don't believe in it's just business. I don't believe in screwing people. I believe in taking care of people. I believe ruling with with love. Do, Do I rule with a little too much love and leniency sometimes? Absolutely. I go a little far with it. I need a little bit more fear sometimes. I need to be a little bit more strict sometimes. I let things slide when I shouldn't as a leader. But that said, our values were completely different from day one. So the relationship was doomed from the beginning. He believed in something else. I believed in something else. You can't work with someone. You, uh, say you're going to go get married to someone. If your spouse believes in a completely different set of values than you do, how long is that going to last? There's no way that lasts. It's not possible. So one of the biggest fundamental pieces of a relationship are my values aligned with yours and do they have to be exactly aligned? No, they don't, but they have to be close. So that's when I started to understand I need to do business with people who see what I see, who value what I value, who respect me. I respect them who, when I shake their hand, look them in the eye, they shake my hand. They look me in the eye. We say, you know, we don't even need to say anything. We just know we're there for one another. We just know that we're going to take care of one another at any cost. I don't want to do business with people I have to worry about and stress about. I don't want to do business with people that, that are going to screw me over. I don't want to do that. And in business, you have a choice. We have a choice. We, can, we get to choose who we say yes to. We get to choose who we enter into business to. And since learning that lesson, we've been very damn careful at who we've chosen to do business with. Have we made mistakes? Yes, we've made many mistakes, but I feel like we've avoided some remarkable mistakes, especially lately. And look at our partners. Look at our group. Look at the group of presidents that we work with. Look at how easy it is to do business here. Is it difficult sometimes? Yes. But go to any fucking other agency. I guarantee you it'll be a hell of a lot worse. Ask the other people who are in this organization that have worked with other agencies. It's not like this. And that's because we spend so much time and energy finding the right people to do business with from beginning and shaking their hand and being honest with them and trusting them and expecting them to trust us. Dylan Stevens, James Milburn, Jason Miller, Jason Wood, uh, Ryan Kleiner, uh, the, the, everybody, every damn president. I would trust with anything. I'd trust if I had kids. I would Yeah. Watch my, I, I, I trust them. I recently just posted on online how I was having a rough time. do you know many of them reached out to me and just said, "Hey man, you're gonna be all right it's still uh, it's still a business relationship they're not looking to you know, hey let's go talk about your feelings and this and that but a lot of them reached out and they just said,'re gonna, it's gonna be all right and if you need anything, let me know I've been there that's not just business. That's not just business. That's a lot more. That's what I want. I want those relationships with the people we work with. So that is the Turner mining group um, clusterfuck of, um, what year was this? Maybe 20, mm, 2019. Beginning of 2019. So that's that's our history turn of mining group. Again, I'm gonna end this with I've I've gotten past my anger and resentment. I had anger, I had resentment. It was it was more painful and more personal than a woman breaking up with me. I I'll 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 give it that. It was the most personal uh thing I've dealt with as far as business and build it goes to this day. Are there going to be other problems down the road? I'm sure there will be. And I, I can't wait, but it's, it's, I'm past it. I just, I just messaged Keaton yesterday. They just got a new 390 excavator, the busy, biggest excavator I've ever had. I messaged him. I said, you know, I'll be honest, Keaton. I was amongst your harshest critics at one point. I wasn't vocally. I, I wouldn't, I wasn't speaking illy about you, but I, low deep down. I really was wishing that you guys wouldn't do well. And that's a, just, that's just a bad, bad, bad place to be. And it's, it was poisonous for my mind. And I finally got free of that. And I finally told him that and I finally was honest about that. And I said, I'm really, really happy for you guys. I'm really genuinely happy for you guys. This is so, this is an achievement. This is, this is amazing. This is, uh, God, this is so cool for you guys. I'm cheering. I'm cheering for you. I want to be an honorable man. I want to do the right thing. I want to forgive people. I want to give people grace. And that was just yesterday. Everything's past me. And Keaton and I have talked about it a lot in the past as well. And that's how it's shaped our business to this day. So, are there a lot more failures? There are a lot more failures. We would be here Oh man, all day. And I can't, I don't know if I have that time, but I wanted to touch on two notable failures that I've had personally that have shaped the company. And, you know, this is important to be paired with the failure podcast I recorded yesterday because it's part of our business. It's why we are where we are. We would not be here today without these failures. Absolutely not. We wouldn't be anywhere close to where we are today if we were working with Wheeler and at their at their beck and call and doing their printing photos and doing whatever they wanted to and turn her mind group and I uh, just I'm I'm so thankful none of that worked out and I'm so thankful we are where we are today. So I just wanted to illustrate the point of failure through those two stories. I appreciate everyone listening. This was a long one. There was a lot to talk about. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Stay tuned for the next episode. I want to be creative with this. If you have any feedback for me, please let me know. This is for you. Um, This is for the company. This is for the people that come after you, you know, the new hires coming on board. So if you have anything to add or you want, you have any ideas or uh, suggestions or whatever it may be, please let me know. Let's make this as great as we can. Let's make it enjoyable to listen to. Let's make it an important piece of how we're forming our culture. I'm very excited about it. I appreciate you listening. Thanks for listen, listening listening me to drone on for so long. Uh, hopefully it wasn't too boring. And I will see you on the next one. God bless. Stay dirty.